Hey, what's up you guys? Good morning. Happy Monday. It is about 6 o'clock in the morning and I've been up since 4 preparing and just kind of getting myself in the mind frame to come to you guys and just, I don't know, just be open, be transparent about where I am today how I got here and what's the journey been like while I've been just trying to get my feet on the ground. So first off, I want to just welcome you guys back to Dear 20 something. It's been off for about maybe two months, um, maybe three. I don't know. Um, my last one I did about three months ago and that was when I was still living in Alabama for a little bit. Um, So I haven't done anything um, towards the podcast since then. And a lot has happened. So I need to catch you guys up and just kind of dive right in. So one of the things that I want to discuss on this episode of Dear 20-something is transitions and the feeling of being stuck. And I think it's necessary because that's literally where I am right now. I'm somewhere in between feeling like I don't want to do anything and possibly I'm not doing enough. And that's just where I am. So thank you guys so much for being patient with me. Um, and I've been just, I'm, I haven't been on the the podcast, but I have been working to get back on the podcast. So one of the things that I have gotten done was I just um, paid to get my laptop fixed. It was over $200. And I'm just buckling down on things that I need and making investments that's going to benefit me in the long run. So this laptop, long short story, this laptop, I've had it for over three years. But within the first year of me getting it, it stopped working. And I had two other laptops other than this one. Um, funny story, technology is never on my side all my things like some form another break so yeah I had like two extra laptops on deck when this one broke on me so I didn't really use it for the next two years um while I was uh in school and then out of school I was using my other older laptops until I lost my laptop which I believe somebody actually stole it from me um the laptop and then I had no choice but to use my phone and then I just kind of got tired of that since I moved here got tired of using my phone small screens because I use my phone for so much and it just became to be much of an issue when I started to do more um so I needed my laptop so I buckled down and I made that purchase to get my laptop fixed so I can be able to edit faster and things like that and I also am working on getting a new mic. That's also been one of the reasons why I've been slow to podcast because I've been trying to get better equipment. Um, my mic that I currently have now is good, but it's just kind of small and I need more. And if I want to have guests on, I want my setup to be a little bit more professional. Um, so that's what I've been working on too. And for the biggest excuse, the other ones are not excuses, but this one fairly falls in that category. So the other excuse is basically that, you know, I just been trying to figure out what is it that I want to talk about. Um, And every time I get there, it just feels like something comes up to make me feel as though I could be talking about something else. And then I keep finding that, you know, 
I come to a place where I question is what I'm talking about relatable to the purpose of the podcast so is this anywhere within the reasons why you created this podcast this safe haven to express yourself I didn't sometimes because sometimes I want to talk about you know artists I want to talk about uh social media I want to talk about like you know celebrities and or anything that's going on but I'm not a celebrity journalist or anything like that so I wanted to keep it while I started but I don't think it's a bad idea for me to venture off sometimes so I've been battling between like you know what avenue and what audience what content what type of content that I want to give out and stuff like that too but I just got to remember to stay within the mind frame of where I was when I started this and what I want to get out and how I want to help people and benefit people out of that so keep that in mind but I think it's okay for me to just kind of dabble into those things because it's called dear 20 something these are the things that we care about and are interested in so those are just a few of the you know I guess you can call those excuses um but in my life I try to make room for none (laughs) so without further ado I'm gonna go ahead and issue you guys just a little musical break and when we come back we're just gonna dive right back into the episode thank you for listening to Dear 20 something it's your girl itty bitty J thank you And if you're just tuning in, we're talking about transitions and the feeling of being stuck. So, as I was telling you guys before, um, I was in a place of feeling like, you know, like, mm, I don't want to do anything, but I know I need to get back on a podcast. And I had a few people, not a lot, just a few ask me about it. And I guess it's really my own doubts like personal doubts, maybe small insecurities that's been hindering me, telling myself that I need this, that, or just kind of running from what it is that I need to do. And I do that so very well, and I'm kind of tired of that. So I made a deliberate effort to kind of like just create a system, create something, like some structure for myself. So I was having a hard time getting back in the mood of feeling like anything um so I was listening to a few podcasts that was recommended to me and I have to be honest it's been a while since I've been even able to bring myself to listen to one and when I say being able I mean it just felt like I didn't want to be motivated I'm not sure how many of you ever felt like that and I mean to elaborate more it just felt like I was going back down this rabbit hole of feeling like I just don't want to do anything. And I don't know if that comes from being tired or 
always just running and chasing after something and then just uh, I need like let me just lay lie here and do nothing um and then the other feeling was that I'm not doing enough and right now currently that's what my mindset was just yesterday and I find that sometimes because I'm so used to just like fighting and just going and just keep like continuing to just go after what I want whenever I'm stationed and idle I feel like I'm not doing enough and I have to get to the point where I'm okay with just relaxing sometimes and feeling like I'm not behind but honestly I feel like we can give that feeling like we can blame that on somewhat social media because social media gives us this idea that everyone around us are doing more than we are because they're posting about it so when somebody makes a post in this generation it makes it real it makes you question what are you doing um and what are they doing that you are not so i i find myself getting there sometimes but i have to counteract those thoughts with like positive things and tell myself like you know this is for you and what would be for you is for you and your journey is your journey so you can't or try not to get discouraged by somebody else stuff but you know that's I feel like sometimes that can be inevitable you know but if I had to like just really elaborate on it it's just I don't know just I have this thing sometimes where I feel like like I'm not worthy and I I think it definitely stems from my childhood so that's probably where that comes from and yeah it sounds confusing I know but that's just really how my fly my thoughts like formulate in my head and they just be flying through my mind and because it's so many thoughts all the time it's kind of hard to grab one idea and hold on to it so I've been there it's it's really like a sticky situation um which is crazy because you know um I've been doing a lot so I don't know so what I want to talk about transitions and how I tackled them and how they affected me and I feel like it's a great topic because at some point or another we all have to deal with it you know so in actual definition of transitions means the process of a period of changing from one state or a condition to another so one transition that I made was the big move to Georgia to kind of start my career as a professional dancer get the training that I need always wanted network and kind of like just start that chapter of that life so that was a major thing for me because how the transition came it didn't come when I wanted it to come it came abruptly and it came with no security net and I've been okay in those spaces of no security net um but this time it was completely different because it just how it happened so having to kind of uproot my life abruptly and like kind of get here thank god you know um you know i had some people around me and i was able to have um you know 
or gain and obtain a job before I got here and a place to live and things like that. So I'm really blessed and I'm really grateful for that because that would have made, I think, the situation worse had had I not had those things. So I'm pretty blessed and grateful. So having a new job secure in the city, that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. And it's not your tradition traditional corporate nine-to-five job which means I have a lot more flexibility than like an average person so when I started I was just thinking it's this is great because I can find other streams of income or I can train and work on my craft with all this time that I have on my you know have in my life now that I always wanted so I made it a point to set small goals towards my crafts. So I did things like creating a financial budget, which I would probably like, for example, I would just do like two classes per week um, or three if I can, you know, because training, you have to pay for your training. It gets pretty expensive. If you don't have a job or whatever, it can get pretty expensive depending on how much you train. So I had to create a small budget like to go in this world. And then I also wanted to, like, you know, just buy new things for, like, you know, the podcast and things that I need in life or whatever. But I've just been running around so much. And um, I wanted to, like, start or continue my regimen that I created for myself to keep me centered. And I have a small thing called Mind, Body, and Soul that I have to do daily. Um, And it, it, it gets me grounded. So if my chakras are not aligned, I know. You know, and I would do my regiment, my mind, body, and soul regiment to get me back there. And for some reason, you know, since I've been here, since I got here, I have a hard time committing to these things that I promised myself before I got here. So I feel like those things can play into like why I probably feel like I'm not doing enough or I feel inadequate to certain things because I'm not centered and I've been moving so much it does I hadn't noticed it until like I'm having downtime and I'm thinking like oh my gosh like you could be doing this but I'd rather sleep you know so I don't know that happens all the time but I'm working on that um and I noticed you know over time I noticed while I was here like you know I haven't meditated today like I haven't written a book in like a month like that's crazy to me um, that these thoughts occur because before, like a year ago, when I was in a, a dark place of like going into a rabbit hole of thinking, like, you know, I'm not good enough, or like, who's gonna listen to me, or why am I doing this, or why why is it taking me so long to accomplish this, or I feel like a failure. Um, I found myself trying to occupy those spaces again. But I have to make sure to shine a light in that dark hole so that I can remember that, you know, there's light at the end of this tunnel. Try to make it to the end. And that's how I keep myself somewhat sane. I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't want to make it seem like I'm crazy because I'm not. But, like, as an artist, as a creator, like, I feel like our minds go into so many dimensions that is not easy to explain to a person who's not a dreamer or who's not a creator um they just they're more on a realistic side of life and I'm more on the optimistic side of life so my thoughts are just as jumbled and as like (laughs) or jumbled as like assorted fruit so I don't know that's just where I am on that so I'm working on trying to get 
back into that. And I'm not going to lie, I allow, you know, some of my personal life to occupy um, the spaces of, like, my hustle and my grind. And that kind of stopped me, too. But that situation wasn't benefiting me, so I made a choice to remove that distraction so that I can continue to focus on what it is that I need to focus on. And that's really all it was, a distraction. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. So, and most times when I feel like that, and I know everybody experiences that, I think that it's important for us to remember, and the biggest thing is to find time to recharge so that I am fully aware and you're fully aware of the task ahead and most importantly to just be fully functional. You have to be able to function properly to help someone effectively or do your job effectively. So it's important to get some rest and recharge. The only problem with that is when I have that time to rest, I'm thinking like, damn, I could be doing something. So (laughs) it's really like a never ending like battle. So typically my typical week, um, you know, I do a stand, I do my standard job. And after I get my standard job, I make time for my side hustles so that I can make like more money to kind of maintain the lifestyle I want to live and keep up this training bill that I am um, basically running up. So I'm, I'm working on that. So I feel like the reason why I'm feeling like that, I don't know. I'm just going to move past that because I feel like I've expressed that a lot. But I guess that was also a transition of like getting into a new place, uh, finding out how the city runs the ins and outs, trying to get my feet firm on the ground, um, and train. That was my mindset. That's one transition. And it becomes, it became like, you know, so busy that I didn't notice that I wasn't actually like really receiving all that I was doing. I was just kind of like letting it happen, just going through it, just trying to get to the next thing. Um, so yeah, that's that. So the next thing that I want to talk about is just the feeling of being stuck. So while I've been here, I've been doing a lot of networking and while being in class and training, um, you meet a lot of people, different dancers who know different people who, um, performed or can put in a good word for you. Um, and I made it like my focus to gain dancer friends because I need access into this world and some some saying always rings in my head that says it's not what you know it's who you know I know that I am not um the best dancer there is in the world which is why I came here because I wanted to train with who I deem the best um so it's important for me to make those connections because I need to know what studios are like you know, that has the best quark for who's going to push you, who's going to basically get you to where you need to be, who's going to train you in a way that's selfless to them. 
And when I say that, I mean, I'm learning that in this industry that it's it's a doggy dog world. So this person will only help you enough to the point where you don't pass them or surpass them. So if you look like you are about to come for their throne, they will no longer help you anymore. And that's what I've been learning from just people who I've been coming into contact with. That Those are the repeat, repetitive things that are being said to me. Be careful. Don't trust anyone. Uh, be your, But be yourself. Confusing. Yes, I know. Like, how can I be myself? Which is very open. I'm not a trusting person. But, you know, I'm open. You know, I find it that, you know, it's easier to find out where to be if you know the right person. And that's what I've been focusing on trying to get like that. So I've gained some friends and I've been training and getting like, I feel like I've been developing And that led me to an opportunity for me to get my first gig. And my first gig was amazing, you guys. So I want to discuss that a little bit more. So I'm going to go and let you guys have like a breather. And then we're going to come back and discuss that. Thank you guys so much for listening to Dear 20-something. You wasn't there when I was alone. Say that you care when really you don't. It's all in your actions. None of my fault. Designed the kind you put it aside whenever you want There must be something to hide Feel like when you're on my line There's someone around us then a cut So do me a favor Show me the paper I'm not in the mood Alright you guys, welcome back to Dear 20-something It's your girl Itty Bitty J So I want to discuss my first gig here in Atlanta, Georgia. I need y'all to give me some claps. I need some claps. I need some bombs to drop something. See, we ain't got those type of um, graphics yet. Um, So, I'm just going to have to clap myself. Do a few snaps. Snaps for me. Thank you. But, yeah. So, my first gig, it was a... um, Pretty much, I had to try out. I had to audition for this. They were having a fashion show for a young man who's um, who was shot, I believe. And uh, I guess they have a week for him every year where they do giveaways. They do a fashion show. They have, like, a car show, I believe. They do a, a couple of other things within his name. Um, so it was a high-demand fashion show, and... One of the choreographers at one of the studios that I um, trained at, she recommended that I come and audition. And so I did so. I auditioned for it. Um, uh, We got it. And we were to be the entertainment segment for the fashion show, so like the intermission. Um, So we had a few practices leading up to it. Um, It was a little frustrating for me because... It was not a paid gig, um, which is why I haven't started to call myself a professional dancer because I've learned while being here to be a professional dancer, you have to get paid 
for a gig and that's where you can start your career so it was my first gig but it wasn't paid um but honestly I was really just thankful and grateful for the opportunity um within the window of which I was trying to move to Atlanta from August up to December I was supposed to be in Alabama and trying to get enough money to move here with the security net and everything that didn't work out so with me being here within that window of time I've managed to get a gig and I was really proud of myself and I was really grateful and thankful for the opportunity um so this opportunity to me looked like exposure like it's literally an opportunity so that's what I took it as um, the training and stuff became a bit more um, rigorous because it seemed as though I was basically um, spending more money than I was making. So they kind of played with my mental. And, like, I like to say that I am open to change, but I guess I'm slow to change. Like, I'm open to it, but my mind has to formulate in a certain way for me to kind of get the big picture of it all. And that could be just a Virgo thing. I don't know. But, like, I'm overanalyzing everything. Like, I'm like I'm questioning whatever. But nonetheless, you know, the training was good. The choreographer definitely pushed me. And I learned so much while, you know, this stuff happening. And it was a lot happening for me that week. So I really was kind of, like, in a weird space. I was grateful, but I was, like, in a weird head space where it was kind of like I was a bit more flustered and not to mention I had seen three car accidents that weekend one which I had seen the lady fly out of her car so I was really flustered with all of this stuff um so once the day of the gig um it was fine you know the setup was kind of like it was whatever like I wasn't sure what to expect but you know um it was it was fine um and I it, I met these great people it was so many people there um, and they was waiting for us. We went out there. We killed it. Um, I got footage of it. It was great. And um, I enjoyed the experience. And I, I made some connections and network. But I looked at this experience as this is my first step into this world and how things run. Um, I had like a weird feeling inside while, like before I started performing. Typically, when I'm about to perform, um, I have this overwhelming nervousness um, that I can't shake. And over the years, I kind of use that as my secret weapon to push me to go harder. Because I don't want, which I learned in ROTC when I was in high school, because I don't want people to know that I'm nervous, I have to overcompensate with my energy so that I go harder so that you don't think that I miss a step. Typically, that's how I am. In this situation, that wasn't the case. I wasn't nervous at all. Like, and I was afraid that, you know, when they say that when you lose your nervousness for something, that means you lose the love for it. And that could never happen with dance. So I was a bit confused as to why I was just really just kind of ready to get it over with. And as I questioned that further, you know, I really... I guess I really wanted support there. Like, I was feeling weird because I didn't have nobody there with me in the crowd. Which brought me to another thought. Why am I feeling like that? Because for most of my life, I hadn't... Other than my friends, like, I didn't have, like, support 
when it came to my performances and choreography and stuff like that too like so this wasn't different like I was used to that so why is it that this time I'm feeling like I just really want support here it could have been a number of things like you know I was it seems as though everybody there knew each other already I didn't I was in an unfamiliar place so that took me out of my comfort zone um and uh yeah I think it like I didn't have jitters or anything so I was just like you know I was really in my mind I was just trying to get it done like let's get this over with so I can go home and um I don't know so once I got out there you know I turned up you know I got it done and then I proceeded to go home um I gave them a thank you you know I was appreciative of it and whatever and then after that it just felt like nothing like what do I do now like what's the next step like that's what I'm waiting on and that's what I mean by feeling stuck like I feel like I'm stuck in between like okay what's next and I ain't really trying to do nothing, but I have to, like, find the middle ground in between that. So, why is it that, because all last week, I felt like, can I please just have a break, please? So, I'm not sure how is it that it's so easy for me to feel like that one minute, and then the next minute feel like, dang, like, I'm not doing enough, like, what's next? Like, I have too much time on my hands. Like, that's probably what they say, you know, what men mean when they say women are so indecisive. Like, I don't know. So, right now, I'm in a space of feeling like, you know, I could be doing more. What what am I not doing and why am I not pushing myself harder? Um, and I just have to remember to kind of, like, take it easy on myself and make sure that I, I do take the time to recharge and kind of map up my next move. Because I don't want to just get in so many different things where I can't do them effectively. I'd rather have quality over quantity because at that point you burn out and then you have nothing to show for it. So I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing is elevating me to the place that I desire to be. Um, So yesterday, um, I I made it a point to make sure that um, I kind of recenter myself. And I built, like, this structure of, like, how I want my weeks to run and what I want to do on the weekends and reaching out to people and networking because I'm making it a point to do these things. Like, I am sure that I'm going to get hit with these type of thoughts again, but I want to make sure I have the proper tools to navigate myself out of that rat race of, like, just never-ending doubts and thoughts of, like, (laughs) that's going to drag you down and reconstruct that with just helpful tools and um just ways to implement good work and much like myself and many others it's so easy to give advice about how to be positive how to go about things to others but the hard part is taking it for yourself and applying it to your own life so I can be the go-to person for Bitch, you need to get your shit together. But then I fall short when it comes to myself. So I need to have that same energy that I have with other people with myself. I need to have that same energy all the time around the board. So I made it a point. And I'm really good at constructing um, structure 
but I have a hard time with consistency. So I know that these are the areas where I can improve. So I'm working on that. And I'm going to be putting these podcasts, trying to get some visuals for them um, to put on my YouTube channel. I just got access back into the channel. Um, so I have my subscribers there. And I know that some people are visual people. It's not going to be me like on camera. It's probably just going to be me in a, some type of like uh, logo or avatar or something like that. I'm trying to get this stuff going, you guys. And I just have to work on... I'm working on myself, and which is why I'm happy that we come here because this is what this is for. We're all just having a conversation, and we're just being transparent. So those are my thoughts on transitions and just feeling stuck. Um, I guess I want to leave off with um, a helpful tip to make sure you stay centered. Mind, body, and soul. Work on your mind. Read something that's going to elevate you to the next level. You're never too old to learn. Knowledge and wisdom is power. Body. Do something to enhance your physical appearance in a way that you deem desirable to yourself. So that could be anything from yoga, exercising, um, dancing, stretching, whatever you need to do to build your body and your soul. Talk to someone of higher power, uh, a greater being, the person you pray to. Nourish your soul. And with these helpful tools, these are the things that help me get back aligned and centered. It could be a number of anything, different things, but put them in the areas of mind, body, and soul, and I can assure you that you'll be moving in the right direction. This is your girl, Itty Bitty J. This is Dear 20-something, and remember, you're not alone in this. You just feel that way because you haven't listened to me yet. Thank you for listening to Dear 20-something. It's your girl, Itty Bitty J. Boy, you can't be a man You're spending time away